0: Hey there, this is Anita from the Wise Women's Workplace, and I'm here to share with you insights that made the difference in my journey from administrative assistant to executive director and beyond. Over the years, I've collected lessons learned on how to become a sought-after employee, and I want you to know them too, so that you are finally valued for your real contribution at your workplace. So, let's get started. Hi, this is Anita Bellitz from the Wise Women's Workplace podcast, and in today's episode, I want to share with you why dream jobs are so important. I'm going to share with you an interview that I did recently for the Dream Job Conference. Now, This is a conference I organized on how to use this time to plan, find, and land your dream job. And during the interview, I'm going to explain why dream jobs are very important to our career evolution, actually. You're going to hear in the interview that I invite you to reach out to me if you want to talk about your own challenges. Now, even though the conference is over, I do want to make this option available to you because I know myself what it's like to be in what I call career confusion. (laughs) So please don't hesitate to take advantage of that offer if it can help you. If you listen to the end, I'll explain to you how you can do that. Okay? Now, enjoy the interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dream Job Conference. This is Anita Bellitz and how to use this time to plan, find, and land your dream job. Today, the tables are turned, and it's actually me who's going to be interviewed by Didi Kiesau. Didi, do you want to maybe
1: tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we get started? Sure. Thank you, Anita. It's a delight to be here. I'm from the West Coast, California, to be exact. I am a professionally trained auctioneer, fundraiser, and that little bit of radio and TV that I did a long time ago, Anita thought we'd <laughs> tap into that, and I'll be giving her the an- or the questions today as we move forward. So Anita Bellitz is a coach and mentor to high-performing executives and aspiring executives to help them find the path to a lucrative and enjoyable career. Drawing on her 20-year experience of working with high-profile leaders in finance, she uses a unique combination of neuro-linguistic programming and executive mentoring to guide executives through the process of cultivating their pres- professional worth and embracing a life that will make them happy. She is a host of the Wise Women's Workplace podcast and speaks on career advancement and conscious leadership Anita holds a master's degree from the University of Rochester's Simon Business School and an EMBA from the University of Bern. She's super smart. And Anita, tell us, why did you decide to host this conference? Oh, thanks so much, Dee Dee. Um, okay, why did I decide to host this conference?
0: I guess it comes down to two two things. The first one is really about the overwhelm that people feel in the career transition process. So. Often what happens is uh, people think that it's just down to updating their resume and, um, and trying to get an interview and just being able to change their job. But the truth of the matter is that a career transition is more like a journey. There's uh, lots of different things that need to take place. And the truth is that the better prepared that you are, the easier your transition is going to be. And the second reason that I wanted to do this conference really has to do with what's going on right now with the pandemic. So what we notice is that a lot of people are having problems because, you know, the, the confinement came on so quickly. People had to, you know, rush basically home and they had to start working in conditions that were pretty difficult. So they had to, you know, maybe do homeschooling or work with their partner. There's a little bit of too much togetherness going on. And eventually what happened was they worked out the kinks. And during the confinement, people have had the time to, on the one hand, slow down and come back to being with family, meeting family, learning to be together and getting along differently and They've had time also to think a little bit about what's happening in their life. And they're thinking about some of the bigger questions that are brought on by by this kind of a challenging situation. And so now I kind of fondly call this uh, coming out of the COVID fog. I'm not really sure that we're coming out of the fog. But what I do know is that there's not yet a new normal and People are feeling a lot of upheaval in the workplace and are looking for for answers to questions that they have about how they can actually do something differently in their career so that they can kind of benefit from things like partially, you know, working from home or something like that. And they just don't know where to turn uh, to find answers. So this is why I wanted to do the conference.
1: Well, I think the conference timing couldn't be better as this is lifting. These are all the things that people are thinking and they don't know where to turn and what questions to ask. So on that, how did you decide the topics to cover during this conference?
0: Well, the thing is that, you know, before I said that uh, a career transition is kind of a journey and the thing is that a career transition process has so many moving parts And it doesn't have to be overwhelming because if really people did the work that they should be doing on a regular basis to, you know, update their resume and be able to speak about themselves confidently and network and reach out to other people, that would be great, but that's not usually what's happening. And so the problem is when people decide that they want to make a change, they actually suddenly get overwhelmed by what's happening and there's too many things. And so they just really feel like they're stuck, to be honest. And so the experts that are speaking in the conference, they're really trying to address the biggest challenges that we know that people are facing. Um, so it could be the bigger questions like, um, what should I do with my career evolution? Or um, maybe they're thinking about things like, I'd like to make a change, but I don't know how, because I think financially, I'm I'm not set enough to do so. So it's pretty scary. Um, Or maybe things like, you know, detail stuff like um, how to stand out and and look confident. And finally, really to negotiate and get that new dream job.
1: Dream job, you say? Is there really (laughs) such
0: a thing as a dream job, Anita? Thanks uh, for asking that because that's the elephant in the room. Um, A lot of times people kind of say yes, but I don't really have a dream job, or they don't know what that dream job would be, or they may might they might say it's something like, oh, I want to be a wild animal trainer or, you know, something that seems really far-fetched. But what's really important behind the idea of the dream job is um what does it what what's behind the dream job? What is that showing you about what you really want? Because honestly one of the most important things in a career transition journey to get started is to be able to know what you want. And, um, you know, if you, if you want to make a plan, you can't make that plan to get there. If you don't really know where you want to end up.
1: Wow. It sounds simple enough, but is there a catch? Tell me
0: more. (laughs) Okay. Well, it does sound simple. Um, Although honestly, if you ask a lot of people, what do you want, they they can't really articulate it. So but what's important when you're thinking about what you really want is just kind of to ask yourself, why do you want what you want? And we use this term conditioning, right? Um, It's the idea that beliefs that you have lead to thoughts, which lead to feelings, which lead to taking certain actions, and which lead to certain results. And I know that's kind of vague. So I'm going to give you an example to help put that into context. Okay. So let's say there's somebody who is a rather creative person, and they're born into this family. And so this is family A, okay, and family A, there's the belief that the parents are talking about All the time to their kids, and they're saying things like, Money doesn't grow on trees. The thought that comes out of the belief that money doesn't grow on trees is that, well, money must be really hard to come by. And that really feeds into the idea of scarcity. And the way that that makes a person feel is really that they're going to be scared that they don't have enough. Money to survive, and that goes to the core of who we are. So what does that what does that do? That causes people to take actions based on what society dictates is going to be the the safest action, right? So that's going to be basically get educated, find a secure and consistently well-paying job. And that's what a lot of people do. But like I said, this is a creative person in this process that we're talking about. So that person might end up having financial stability, but feel very stumped creatively. Now, let's compare that to family B. Now, in family B, we still have the same creative person who's born into this family. And in this family, their belief is that money is a really useful resource to have. And that's what they talk about, right, when they're talking about money at home. The thought that comes out of that probably for the creative person is that money is something really desirable to have. It creates a feeling of wanting to make sure that you have enough of it so that you can do what you want with it. So in this family, instead of fear, we're really talking about desire. So what happens is that creative person Is going to take action to really figure out ways to have enough money. That might be education. It could be training. It could be learning a trade. There could be many different things, but the important thing here is that they're looking at options. Now, the result of that is that this creative person will probably find a path to make money, which will also bring them happiness because they'll be doing things that they enjoy. So there's two very different feelings between the family A context and the family B context. And so what does that mean? You know, why should you care about that? Well, once you understand what's behind what you want, you can actually work on what you truly want for yourself and on getting
1: there. Fascinating. I've taken a lot of notes. I'm certain our, studio or people viewing this have taken notes and are totally inspired. We want to know more. So where can people go to find out more Anita?
0: Well, so to get started, really in the process, um, there's there's quite a few different aspects that people need to look at to be able to understand um, you know what's behind what they want. And two of the most common concerns, let's say, that come up for people are really finances. And their professional context. So let's first talk about finances. So I think the first question that people need to think about in terms of their finance is, how much money do you really need? Now, of course, we need to know how much we need in terms of, you know, food and shelter, right? Existence. But what I want people to think about is what role money actually plays in your happiness. Now, some people, they don't need a lot of money to be happy. Other people, if they're truthful with themselves, need money to be happy. They need to be able to have the freedom. They need to have reassurance. They need to be able to buy what they want when they want. That's an important part of, of their life, which will make them happy. So they need to try to put a number to that. So that you don't feel like if you give yourself a budget that you're living in scarcity, you can actually plan in enough of a margin that you can, you can allow yourself some some joyful moments, right, even in a budget. The other question about how much money do you really need, I want people to try to go to the other end of the spectrum on this one. And I want, I want them to ask themselves really, what is the max amount, maximum amount of money that they can really earn? And that's a very interesting question because essentially what happens is people will start to tell you things like, um, like some people, it's a hundred thousand, other people, it's two hundred thousand. You get to two hundred and fifty thousand or three hundred thousand, and a lot of people are starting to say, I can't earn more than that. And you say, Why not? And they said, Ah, oh, you know, my job won't pay more than that. So it's really important to know what is your maximum earning amount that you feel comfortable with, and that will give you some clues. Now, the second question in the finances is, how much money do you really want? Now, this is a little bit different than what you need. What you want is a question which often opens up a lot of resistance for people, because the truth is that a lot of people want a lot of money, but that they don't want to admit that they want a lot of money. Now, if you're in the family A that we talked about earlier, right, where money doesn't grow on trees, maybe you think earning a lot of money makes you greedy, for example. But if you're in this family B where we're talking about money being a resource, you can actually look at things differently. So having a certain level of of money will allow you to have a certain level of comfort in your life. And this is important. So, yes, lifestyle is an important issue. This is something where you can have a healthier and happier lifestyle. And this will make you a better person. You'll actually have the means to To make yourself feel better and look better and, and, you know, just interact better with other people. The second thing is that wealth actually, like a certain amount of wealth will give you the capacity to make a contribution that you wouldn't otherwise be able to make potentially. So whether that's in terms of, um, you know, maybe giving money in in like philanthropic gestures, right? Um, But it can also be in things like you have enough money to give yourself The freedom to spend time or give your mental energy to certain problems that exist, right? So you can actually focus on maybe improving the world rather than just improving, you know, your your bank account, let's say, right? And then the third thing that I think is important to think about in, in thinking about how much you want is to really think about the freedom, the psychological freedom that having a certain level of wealth can bring you and this is important because you can stop living in fear of not having enough. And what's really interesting about this one is that I often meet people who are they're actually making a lot of money and they will tell me I you know I don't I don't I don't want to think about money anymore. I don't want to have to chase the money anymore. And um and this is Interesting to me because they're actually obsessing so much about not wanting to obsess about money that they're actually doing it constantly. So they're doing exactly what they want to get away from. So understanding how much money you want will help you to understand what level you need to reach in order to actually get that psychological freedom to not have to be obsessed about how much money you have. So knowing the specific answers to just already these questions will help you bring clarity um, to help you be realistic about what your financial goals should look like. Now, after financial goals, we said professional context. So the first question to think about in the professional context is, how do you really feel about your job? This is something that's really important to consider. Like when you're thinking about the questions, it's important to to really notice how you're feeling in your body if there's any kind of uh, reaction happening, okay? So when you think about your job and you think about your job satisfaction, what does that bring up for you? What about the company's mission? Is that something that's important to you? And how do you feel about your company's mission? Or what about how much money you're earning or the title that you have? What about your boss? Or your team, the people that you work with? What about the environment or the setup that you're in? So try to get really clear on how you feel about your job so that you can get some hints about where you might need to reconsider what direction you want to take things. Now, the second question that I love to ask people is, why do you do what you do? And, you know, if you can answer that question by saying, like, this is what I'm totally passionate about, That's fantastic, but that's truthfully not what I usually hear. (laughs) What I usually hear is something more along the lines of, well, this is what I was trained for and this is what I've done my entire career. And, you know, it pays the bills and this is how I take care of myself and my family. That's much, much more common. And what that shows us, you know, first and foremost is the attention to the money and the job security. So then again, we're going back to that family A, and the fear of scarcity or of insecurity. The second thing that I often hear is, well, I don't really know how to do anything else. And that's a really interesting angle to take when we look at this question, because it means that even though you probably have years of Experience and expertise and success, and you have tons of skills, hard and soft skills. It means that you've gotten into a situation where you're so focused on your current situation that you can't even think bigger. And that's an issue. But one of my favorite things to think about for this one is about self esteem or self worth. Because I bet when I talk to you about this, it's going to probably push some buttons for some people. But it's not where people usually go right away when they think about this question. So if if I ask you about why you do what you do, and I ask you to think about, is this something that you have to keep doing so that you don't lose value in the eyes of others, especially in the eyes of the ones that you love, does that hit home? Think about also like how your title makes you feel about yourself. Are you proud that you have that title? I mean, you're a high performer probably, so you probably have a really nice title. And if you think about, you know, going to become, you know, this wild animal trainer is a trainer, a great title compared to maybe what you have now. So there's a lot of issues around accepting for yourself and accepting the impact that it might make on the way that others around you feel about you in case you do make a change. So this is something that's also really important to get clear on for your professional context. So understanding really what drives you professionally is key to developing a career plan that will bring you happiness so that you can align it with what you want to be doing um, between your career and your personal life. So aligning your personal growth and your professional satisfaction, I just want you to know that it's not a selfish act. It's probably the most important contribution that you can make to your company on the one hand, but to your family and to yourself. And the first step to really getting there is figuring out what you really want.
1: Wow. This is amazing information, Anita. And I can't imagine how many people just look forward to waking up in the morning and having a life of joy and going to that career that they appreciate so much and fills all of the buckets that you've just described. So where can people find out more? Thank you.
0: First of all, that's really nice of you, (laughs) I'm And I'm, and I, I know it really does touch a lot of buttons for people, let's say. So It's something that people should be thinking about and bring into what they're doing. If anybody wants to reach out to me, first and foremost, you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to make connections with people who are interested in these topics. And if you want to find some resources, you can go to AnitaBelitz.com. That's A-N-I-T-A-B-E-L-I-T-Z.com. And that's my website. And you can find some more information there. And during the time of This conference, actually, I'm making available some special dream job strategy sessions, which basically are aimed at helping people find what's standing in the way of, um, you know, planning, finding and landing their dream job, and what specific steps they need to take and actually to actually be able to move forward. So, And sorry, they'll find that actually by looking around the interview where wherever they're watching this, there should be a link that they can go to to find that. So. So let me actually maybe take over the closing of the interview and say thank you so much to Didi Kiso for, you know, conducting this interview for me, because otherwise just talking to you by myself on the screen wouldn't be nearly as much fun. And um, and I I just want to say thank you again, Didi. You've done a great job.
1: You are so welcome. It's a pleasure to serve You and your community. Thank you.
0: Goodbye, everybody. I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview as much as I enjoyed being interviewed, and I hope it's given you some clarity. I want to reiterate what I said in the beginning of the podcast. The offer to have a dream job strategy session is open to you as my Wise Women's Workplace listeners. Now, this is a session which would normally cost $350, but I'm waiving the fee for you as my loyal listener. So if you want to take advantage of the offer to talk about what's standing in the way of you and your dream job and the steps that you can take to plan, find, and land it, don't hesitate to go to www.dreamjobconference.com forward slash strategy session and sign up for a free session. I'm always happy to share this information with you, and if you have any questions or suggestions for the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can easily contact me through my contact form on my website, Anita AnitaBellitz.com. .com that's com. now keep your ears open as there will be more episodes like this coming your way and if you like the sound of the conference you can find out more on www.dreamjobconference.com and you can sign up to be informed when the next one will take place it is a free event allowing you to hear from specialists about how to use this time to plan your transition to find a job that's a good fit for you and what it takes to land your dream job so if this sounds useful to you, head on over to dreamjobconference.com and sign up for the reminder. I would absolutely love to have you join. All right, as always, if you really want a career and a life which makes you happy, please be very mindful of what you're doing and take deliberate action every single day. Make sure you're always looking after yourself, including in your career. And don't just survive, but take steps to thrive. I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Until next time, may you be healthy, wealthy, and wise.